What's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to another episode of The Real Spill But Desire. That's me, your host, D to the Z, Y R E, Desire. That's me. Y'all, we have another one. We have another one. We have another one. Yo, y'all already know I'm hyped about this one. I hope it's a blessing to you all. So, y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So, um, I decided to do an episode on church hurt. Now, some people said that um, church hurt isn't real. Most people who say church hurt is not real or it don't exist have never been hurt by the church. And when I say the church, I'm not saying um, one particular. Now, some people, they have been hurt by one particular body, but... um, Usually, church hurt is a cycle of mishandled, mishandlement. I don't know if that's a word, but it's usually a cycle of people. Like, if a person deals with church hurt, that means it was more than one person did the same thing or treated them the same way. Now, when it comes to um, church hurt, now, I'm going to try to deal with this on two different levels. Now, I'm going to deal with it um, talking to the church. We, as the body of Christ, we are supposed to do everything in love. And some of the times when we do things, we don't have, there's no love in our heart. There's no compassion in our heart. See, when Jesus dealt with the sin of the people, he didn't deal with them in a rude, abrasive way. But why do we, as a church, we feel like we have to deal with sin in a rude, abrasive, just nasty way? Some church folk is just straight nasty. Just nasty. I remember when I was I was young, I was a young Christian, just started going to the church. My mom and my cousin, like there was one lady at the church that just picked on us. We kids now. My mom and my cousin, um, they didn't go to our church, but we... You know, my mom's kids and my cousin's kids, we all went to church, you know. And there was this one lady at the church just constantly picked on us. Either I was, like, upset because she was picking on me or my sister or uh, my cousin. and Like, we all were, like, having issues with this one lady. My mom was like, I'm tired of it. I'm going to whip her A word. Now, my mom, she's a believer. She's saved. But you don't mess with her kids, period. So... My mom and my cousin came up to the church, like, ready to go hard. Like, my mom from Brownsville, like, she gangster, you know, um, came up to the church to fight. I thank God that they didn't fight. And my mother ended up speaking to my bishop, my cousin speaking to my bishop about the situation. And um, we haven't had any problems after after that, thank God. (laughs) But, um... This this lady, she was just mean to us. And I found out later that she was literally mean to all of the kids. Like all the kids, just mean for no reason. So we as we as a body, we are supposed to do everything like how Jesus did it. Jesus had love and he had compassion. You never know what people are dealing with. 
Some people, they're coming to church because the church is a hospital. So they're coming to get healed and restored and they, they're coming to get their life put back together. But when they come and, and you got you got your own grievances and your own issues and you you're just talking down to them or you mistreating them. We got to be careful of that. Because you never know what people are going through. You never know. So we have to we have to be living epistles. We have to show them the letter. We have to show them, like, I, God is love. I mean, and, okay, this never happened to me, but um, I've, I've heard stories about um, people being basically caught in sin. You know, girl get pregnant or whatever. She sing on the choir, praising, whatever the case may be. Girl get pregnant. She's literally shamed in front of the whole church, have to stand in front of the church and apologize for her sin. But I never heard of the guy being brought before the church to apologize. But always the girl is brought before the church to apologize and shamed. Here it is. We're, we're um, shaming her sin because she got pregnant. Yes, she messed up. But then we don't correct the ministers and pastors that do wrong. But we that's a different story. That's a different podcast. So these girls are being hurt and mistreated. They, they feel like they're being mistreated or they're neglected. And the thing is, all you have to do is repent when you sin. So when you repent, God forgives you. But here it is, we holding these people to their sin as if God didn't forgive them. This is where the hurt comes in. This is where the hurt. So we as believers, we have to be so careful. We can address the issue and address the sin, but we have to be led by the Spirit of God because, listen, God knows what this person is going through. God knows how this person is feeling. That person might have messed up one time, got pregnant, repented, and still feel bad because they let God down. The last thing that you need is for for somebody to beat you over the head with the fact that you messed up. We don't know. So we have to treat everything as if Jesus was uh, treating it. We have to treat everybody like Jesus would treat them. This is why this is why so many um so many people are hurt in the church. Some people are hurt simply because they don't look a certain way. I got my hand up. I'm raising my hand right now. I like I like bright colored hair. Now, how I dress physically, like physical clothes, like shirts and stuff, most of my stuff is black, which is but um I like different color hair. I like I like makeup, I like earrings, you know, I like jewelry. I have a nose ring and um I also have a lip ring and then I have um three five um earrings in one ear and then two in the other. So I have seven earrings in my ears. You know, but these are things that I just like. I, I like piercings, and um, even before I got the pierce, I, piercing, I prayed about it, and I was like, God, I had this piercing before, but I had to take it out to do praise and worship. And then right after I took it out, I was uh, no longer welcome on the praise team. So I kind of lost the forty dollars. I missed out on that forty dollars because um, I had to take my piercing out. After I just got it done, I had to let it close up. But um, that's beside the point. <laughs> but here it is. Um, because I don't look 
like the traditional Southern Baptist, you know, uh, person. I don't wear the, the suits with the shoulder pads and the, the, um, three inch heels and the, you know, like the, I don't, I don't dress like that. Like I'll wear skirts because that's what's required to be a worship leader. I'll wear skirts and dresses. That's no problem. But like you want me to be somebody else. I can't do that. So some people are being ridiculed and shamed simply because of how they look. It was so bad that people were holding services and and, um, having open discussions based off of one person, one person's attire or this person got a new tattoo. So now you want to preach about tattoos. We got to be so careful of how we handle the children of God. They're just as saved as you are. They're just as anointed as you are. But here it is because they don't look like you. You mistreat them. You ostracize them. You belittle them. And try to make it seem like it's okay. Oh, because I'm a believer, so I could talk. No, the devil is a liar. This is why so many people are hurt. So many people are hurt. Some people were hurt in the church because they were trying so hard and they were doing everything they can. And next thing you know, somebody say something out of the way about how they're not really good enough. Or they disqualify them because they they don't do X, Y, and Z. They don't, they don't uh, uh, wear their hair a certain way. They got too much makeup on. Church people, church folk could be some of the meanest people ever. And a lot of times, the enemy uses church hurt. I said a lot of time, all of the time, the enemy uses church hurt. How does he use church hurt? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked. He uses church hurt, number one, to keep the the victim out of the presence of God. He wants to keep the victim out of the presence of God and holding God accountable for what these people did. How many times you you heard um, somebody say, oh, I don't go to church because um, they're all hypocrites. Oh, I, um, I used to be a Christian, but I'm not a Christian no more because um, this person did this to me. This person said this to me. This person did this to my brother. My uncle was a pastor, and th- this church did this to my uncle. So the enemy uses church hurt to keep the victim out of the presence of God. And then, then the enemy uses church hurt to also keep keep the 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 body ignorant because a lot of people who are hurt never go back to the person that hurt them and say, listen, your behavior caused me to be depressed. What you said to me, it caused me to go into a deep depression. It it had caused me to be insecure about this or that, or it's caused me to not want to be around God. I don't even want, I don't even pray no more because of something that you said. 
The Bible says, he, God said that my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. And sometimes the enemy, the, a lot of times the enemy uses church hurt to keep the church ignorant. And they don't, if they don't know that they're hurting you, how can they fix the issue? So it makes the victims go silent and then it makes the church ignorant. See, when we get to the place where we pull the, 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 the wool off of the eyes, you know, or we, we, uh, we, we, we open up the sheets and we let everything out. Sometimes we do have to do that. We have to let it be known. Okay, I'm depressed. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm dealing with anxiety. The, the, the church had double-crossed me. They mistreated me. They did this. They did that. Whatever it is, talk to somebody. If you're a victim of church hurt, you have to you have to let it out and then let it go. Because the enemy will use the church hurt against you to destroy you. Those people they still have in church like usual. They're not. They don't, some of them don't even realize that you're hurt. So we have to let it out and then let it go. Church hurt is, it is a tool used by the enemy to destroy the individual and to destroy the church. So many, even the things I say here, church people are mean. A lot of church people are so mean. Mean for no reason. They say stuff that I'm like, really? Why would you even say that? They do things I'm, I'll be like, Really? Well, if you're not going to praise the Lord, you might as well not come to church. Why would you say that to somebody? Tell them not to come to church. No, you need to be, if you don't know how to praise, stay here. Stay here for a little while. Because if I praise him the right right way, because praise is contagious. If I praise him the right way, the spirit of praise will jump off of me and grab hope to you. And you won't even notice that you lifting your hands. You won't even notice that you clapping your hands. You won't even know that your foot is, is, is tapping. Praise is contagious. So why would we say, oh, if you're not going to praise God, you might as well not come to church. We say stupid stuff, church. And when we say these things, it hurts someone else. It, it causes other people to look at us out of a side eye. We got to do better, church. We got to do better. We got to do better. We are the last examples. The world is looking at us. And we over here hurting each other. We ain't doing no damage to the enemy's camp. But we beating each other over the head. We hurting each other. We got to do better. And those of you who, who are, 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 are harboring feelings... Against the church. Listen, I'm going to do my poem at the end of um, this episode. But um, listen, this is what the enemy does. He turned he turned the, um, the church hurt. It'll start off as just hurt. And then it'll, it'll become anger. And then bitterness. And then bitterness. And then you you want to have a grievance against the church and not even really understand what your grievance is coming from. Because you, you have grew sour and bitter. 
God wants to heal us. God wants to heal us of every hurt. See, God is the only one that can heal church hurt. When we realize a lot of times we put church people on this this pedestal and we try to make them superhuman when all reality, they are human just like us. They have flaws just like us. They say stupid things just like us. We can't, we can't put them on this pedestal and then when they fall, we turn our back toward God. God is perfect. God never fails. The Bible says the arms of flesh will fail. This flesh will fail every time. But God is eternal. He never changes. He never fails. It is impossible for him to lose. We have to, when, when, we, when we feel that hurt, we have to get delivered from that hurt One, before, it has, before it takes root. Because once it takes root, it will turn into anger. And then that anger will turn into bitterness. So we need to stop it at the hurt. They, if they say something that offends you, pull them to the side and tell them. Like, excuse me, I'm so-and-so, can I talk to you for a second? Did I do anything to offend you? Because I felt like when you when you were talking about X, Y, and Z, that um, you was directing it towards me. So did I do something to hurt you? If I did, I'm sorry. But can, can we talk about that? So all you got to do is go to them. This is what God commands us to do. If you have an art with your brother or if you even think your brother has an art with you, you got to go to them. Settle that junk. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. God can heal you. He will give you the right words to say and even when to say it. He will even make a place and a time for you to be able to go to the person. You will find yourself on the elevator with you and just that person. Or you and that person is working on a project in the in the kitchen at the church because y'all got to cook a, a dinner together. God will make a way. He will provide a way. And he will heal you. In church, we got to watch our mouth. Watch our action. Watch our behavior. The Bible says that we got we to gotta look circumspectly. Because the enemy, he, he desires to have us. He wants the victim. And he wants the, the, the um, I was about to say persecutor. But he wants the victim and he wants the one that's causing the hurt. He wants all of us to be knocked out forever. But we're not letting him take, take us down. We ain't going to do that. So listen, people. There are things that we could do to stop church hurt from happening and if you know somebody that is hurt or has been hurt by the church show them different show them different a lot of times when me and my um, boyfriend first started talking um back in 2016 and he he told me about the grievances that he had with the church and um I was like bae I'm, I want to show you different 
I'm going to show you different. And even though he might not have full confidence in the church, but he doesn't hold God accountable anymore for what those people did. And he don't look at all of the churches as the same. He don't look at everybody of believers as the same anymore because I show them different. You, if you listen to this, show people different. Even even a periodic smile. Smile sometimes. Ushers, if you're on the usher board, please stop looking like you done your shoes too small and you got a wedgie but you can't pull it out because you got the church gloves on and you don't want no bodily fluids on on you just got a grimace on your face. Praise and worship and ushers are the two most important ministries at the church. Because both of them ushers, but the the ushers, anything that's not like God that try to come in, it's the ushers that, that um, discern it, are supposed to discern it and rebuke it out. But ushers, if you got a nasty attitude, how do you expect the people to act when they come in? Your nasty attitude could could be translated or transferred right to them. And praise team, it goes for you too. When you lead in praise and worship and you look mad at the world, like how great is our God, you got a, a horrible grimace on your face. It's hard to believe that God is great if that's the, that's the face you're making. I'm just saying. Smile sometimes. Smile. That will help. That will help a big, a, a, a lot. I'm just saying, people, we got a duty, and right now we're in war. So let's let's stop the foolishness and let's get this thing right. I wanted to talk a little bit um, more about church hurt because um, I kind of got another revelation. And um, some of the things that we pass off as us just being ourselves and being individuals and stuff like that, God is still not pleased with because we're hurting our brothers and sisters in Christ. I had did a, um, <clears throat> I had a message, I had to preach a message um, a few weeks, maybe a month or so back that was um, called a spiritual homicide. And we kill our brothers and sisters on a regular basis and we think, that is okay and it's acceptable. But God is going to hold us accountable for every knife stabbed in the back of our brothers and sisters, every bullet that we, we shoot, every, every time we try to tear down our brothers and sisters in Christ, God is going to hold accountable for it. I remember, <clears throat> not to go into too much detail because um, this is public, <laughs> this is public, but I was making fun of how somebody praised God and I remember, um, like, I mean, it was at the point where my nieces and nephews were making fun. And, I mean, people were asking me to mimic, you know, and crack jokes, you know. And it just got to the point where God himself had to convict me. And my pastor, I talked to my pastor about praise and worship. And he told me to watch this video um, that Prophet um, Brian Karn was... um, was given and and Brian Carn said 
that God is going to punish us for making making fun of somebody else praise and I started thinking how many times do we make fun of our brothers and sisters and some people do it to their face we hurt our brothers and sisters in Christ to their face and we don't think twice about it we say oh well this is just how I am no God knows I love to laugh I love to crack jokes I love to have fun but at somebody else's expense, I love watching, um, what's the name of the show? James Fortune and Isaac Carey. They have a um, talent show, Fortune's Live Talent. Since January of this year, I've been watching faithfully every Monday. And there was a little girl, and her room was dirty, and everybody was just ragging on the room. We wasn't making fun of the girl. We were just making fun of, and I say we because I was too. <clears throat> Making fun of the fact that the room was filthy, you know. And um, they even told Isaac to sing, clean clean this house. Clean this house from the inside out. Restore me. Uh, he began singing a song or whatever, and the girl started crying. And the Spirit of the Lord convicted me and said, listen, even though we see it as innocent fun, it's fun at the expense of somebody else. It's fun hurting somebody else. I literally had to stop watching the show for a while. I had to fall back. And God knows I love this show. I mean, I love this show. <laughs> but God was like, no, don't even watch it. Because God is trying, he's trying to take me to another place. But when, I, when we talk about church hurt, some of these people, they don't even want to step foot in the church. Because here it is, we are believers. And we're cracking jokes on our brothers and sisters at their expense. Oh, but God forbid somebody say something about me, because then the gangster come out. I'll turn into the straight-up hood chick. But here it is. I'm, I'm dishing it to other people, and I'm hurting other people, not even, not even taking into consideration. What if they read that comment that you put? Yeah, it was funny. Um, Shayla put it on the screen or whatever. And a couple of times, Isaac or somebody mentioned what I, you know, what I had posed. Okay, yeah. But now it's at that person's expense. We never know what somebody is going through. We never know the pain that they're going through. We don't know what they're enduring. But here it is. We over here at their expense. We're cracking jokes and, and making fun of them. Some people are damaged by the church because we don't know what's appropriate and what's not. We don't know how to shut our mouth. Oh, it's just good, clean, fun. At somebody else's expense? Now, I will crack jokes on myself all day. But we got to get to the uh, point where we stop, stop this foolishness. Now, I, me and my siblings, we do dozens once in a while, you know, or me and my cousins, you know, we do dozens, we crack on each other. But what happens when you go too far? Now somebody's taking it a little bit too, like, too sensitive. Oh, you all in your feelings. There's a reason why God, God has standards. There's a reason why God don't want to say certain things and doing certain things because we cause, we, we cause damage on our brothers and sisters. We're putting a knife in their back. So some church hurt, it's, it, it is uh, um, preventable. 
some of the jokes that we can say it in our head and give ourselves, but why we gotta say it for the whole everybody to hear? We gotta be careful. We gotta be careful. And some and, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say about this topic. Some of you preachers are gonna be held accountable because you got a lying tongue. See, I I I'm about to take it personal. Jesus help me. You wonder why people don't want to come to your church or they don't they don't want you to prophesy or lay hands. No, some some of you preachers, you can't lay hands on me. I don't care. I don't want you to lay hands on me. Cause I see what spirit is operating in your life. So you go around and you lay hands on everybody and their mama. You go around laying hands on everybody and their mama, but you ain't even right. Better put your hand down, bruh. Sis, put your hand down. Get your soul right. You want to be seen. You want to be in the forefront. You could barely sing yourself, but you got to talk trash about everybody else who sing. You barely know the word yourself, but you want to talk trash about other people who don't know the word. Hush. Hush. Some of, some of y'all got to shut up. Period. That's on period. Shut up. You you carry the title of an evangelist, but you got a lying spirit, a lying tongue. You got you you claim you got you got the title of a prophet or a prophet's mantle. And all you speak is negative and lies and stuff like that. The devil is a liar. How does God see you? You over here killing your brothers and sisters because you're scared of what they're going to become. So what you do is you try to tarnish their, their reputation and you try to cut them and bruise them. Because you're scared of what God is about to take, where God is about to take them. It reminds me of Saul. Saul was mad at David because David was becoming what Saul was supposed to become. It wasn't David's fault that Saul messed up. But here it is, we as believers, we decide to kill each other, stab each other, talk trash about each other. We do all of this stuff to protect our own image. But God is saying, get right. Get right. You're trying to protect your image, and I'm trying to change your image. You keep saying, well, that's just who I am. That's No, God is saying, I'm trying to change who you are. You're so comfortable saying, this is who I am, this is who I am, this is who I am. God's saying, but I don't like who you are right now. I spew you out of my mouth. You're disgusting to me. You don't even know how to show love. You can't even love your neighbors. You can't even love your own family. You can't, you can't even love your children. But you talk about how much you love me. How are you going to love a God that you can't see? But you can't love your brothers and sisters who you see every day. That's it. I'm going to leave this church hurt thing alone. As y'all can see, it's a, it's a personal thing for me. The church, church hurt thing is a personal thing for me. Because I, man, I dealt with some church people. I had a strong disdain for church folk. A strong one. But I thank God for the, the people of God that... Um, that God had brought into my life that showed me different. 
I thank God for Bethel Totemann Worship Center in Hackensack. I thank God for that ministry because they showed me different. Like, yeah, we might have had some issues here and there, but I thank God for my bishop. My bishop was the same from 1998, 1998 up until now, constantly showing love, constantly. I thank God for my, my best friend in Virginia, She's been the same since I first met her. I mean, she grew in Christ, and I thank God, but she's she been the same. I thank God for uh, the prophetess, who, these people who God brought into my life, and they showed me what a real believer is. Not like the backbiter, not like the thief, not like the whoremonger, not like the liar. People who just want to please God. They want to see you grow. As they grow, they want to see you grow. Not, oh no, you growing. I don't feel like growing, so I'm going to make sure you don't grow neither. So I'm going to stunt your growth. We got to come up, church. We got to come up. Y'all, I know I, I, I did a lot about this church hurt thing, but this thing is personal to me, man. This thing is personal. Hey, people, I hope you all are blessed. Hope you all were blessed by this episode. I hope this episode made you think, am I a victim of church hurt and or am I causing church hurt? If you're a victim or you're causing, there's something that you have to do. There's some things that you have to do. And now's the time. I love y'all. Peace. This poem is called Church Hurts. See, it hurts, but where's the cure? When the pain is so deep, I can't take it no more. Where can I go when there's no place to turn? Is this what I get? Is this what I earn? I earn pain and hurt, but it don't seem real to me. Cause everyone say this the place I should be. So I sit and I wait for my healing to come, but it don't seem to come, so I'm just coming for fun. For fun, yeah, in a place like this, where judgment and shame is for those who don't fit. Though Christ created us to be just like him, but since I don't look like you, I'm not fit to win. To win, yeah, I thought we were all conquerors for show, but I guess victory is only for the people you know. Not for those who just devote themselves to Christ, but only for those who's in accordance with your life. Your life, but mine just ain't good enough. So I sit here in silence, hidden among the stuff. Hidden in pain, drenched in tears, covered in dirt. I guess only God can heal this church hurt.